You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, Casey Foreman. This is a show discussing what's going on in the world of sports. And you can listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, as always, Casey Foreman. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. A whole lot to look at and discuss today. Uh, you know, as far as the uh, world of basketball goes, you know, a lot to look at and talk about. That is mainly what I want to discuss in today's podcast. You know, the NBA, uh, NBA's free agency kicked off on Friday last week, and we have seen so many moves. It, it feels like the Lakers, you know, somewhat seemingly stole Montrez Harrell from the Los Angeles Clippers. Those stories are now coming out saying they didn't want Harrell in the first place. You know, we're still waiting for a guy like Anthony Davis to make his decision. Uh, we've seen guys like, what, Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, I think Donovan Mitchell uh, get extended, you know, get get max contracts for, for, you know, for the first time in their career. So, so much has happened in this year's free agency. Uh, Gordon Hayward as well, we, we really didn't see that, you know, see that coming. He, he, he changes teams. He uh, leaves the Boston Celtics, though he had an option, you know, to opt in and make like 34, maybe it was even $36 million, though. He opts out, signs like a four-year $140 million with Charlotte, uh, is teaming up with the rookie in LaMelo Ball. Also, the uh, uh, NBA draft happened in the, in the last week. I have not had a chance to discuss that. You know, Anthony Edwards goes number one to Minnesota. Uh, James Wiseman, if you guys have been listening to me here at the podcast, you know, uh, as far as the Warriors go. I was all on board uh, for them for them to trade that number two pick, looking for you know I was hoping for a guy like Drew Holiday, Bradley Beal, but you know in Golden State's case, but uh, you know it seemed like those guys weren't available. You know Milwaukee had a better uh, package for Drew Holiday than Golden State was probably willing to give up, so they end, they end up getting ultimately the guy they said they wanted all along in James Wiseman with, with the number two overall pick. We'll see how that goes along, and then with, with the news of Clay Thompson going down. Man, I really want to discuss that today. That that is kind of what I want to start out with today. You know, Golden State, their situation. Where do they go from here? Uh, you know, terrible for Clay. That that is obviously the first thing to come to mind. A guy who just got done uh, rehabbing after an ACL tear, just missed an entire season, is now going to have to miss his second consecutive season. So, absolutely terrible for Clay Thompson. You, you got to feel for him. One of my favorite players in the league. One of my top three players. I think. In, in all of basketball, so uh, I'm definitely really upset to see this for Clay. Uh, I just upset for my own for my own case. I was excited to see him play basketball again, but uh, you know, once again, he he will be rehabbing for another season. Uh, however, everyone is hoping he will bounce back and be the same player as ever. But again, after an ACL tear and Achilles tear. You know that can probably that that is going to do some some you know damage you know some toll on a person's body, uh, especially a professional athlete. So we'll see. Uh, you know, with, with all the surgeries and all the rehabbing they have today, you know, all all the high tech and everything. You know, so uh, I have nothing but confidence in in him to come back. We will see. You feel for him. That's absolutely terrible. But that is what I want to start out with today. Golden State, their situation. Where do they go from here? 
I also want to discuss the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, a team that has been making, like I said earlier, a whole bunch of moves, getting uh, Montrez Harrell uh, still waiting for, for AD to sign, but they, they've made many moves so far. I want, I want to break that down and discuss what Los Angeles is looking like. You know, for the next season, are they are, are they the prohibited favorite going into next season to to go back to back? We'll see. I want to break that down as well, comparing them to some other contending teams. And then at the end end of the podcast, I simply want to take one last you know overlook as far as what has gone down in in, in the NBA's free agency. Uh, and not too much to, to discuss. Us. As far as the NFL goes, we saw Tom Brady throw throw some some crucial, some terrible and upsetting interceptions against the uh, Rams on Monday night. You know, thus blowing the game for them. Uh, so that was upsetting to see. We the, the, what the Steelers are still undefeated. Uh, overall, though, besides that, there's really not that much to talk about and look at. So mainly, like I said, we're talking all things basketball today on, on here on dudes. Uh, but let, let's uh, get to the main topic. Like, like I said, Golden State, their situation, because, man, the Warriors can't seem to catch a break. After a year of bad basketball, you know, unin- you know, I don't say uninspired. I think it was somewhat somewhat inspired ball, right? They, they had some effort out there. Uh, but just uh, upsetting, an upsetting year for sure. You know, a step back here for sure and take it all year, take it all in kind of year for the Warriors after everything they've been through. Uh, but, you know, they... they they, they seemingly, like I said, got who they wanted, though, with that number two overall pick in James Wiseman. Everyone, before the draft at least, was at full strength. And then, boom, we hear right after the draft, or I'm sorry, right before the draft, I think it was. Not before. Right, uh, yeah, it was before because it was, it was before they make the pick. People are like, hey, is this going to affect who they take in the draft, what they do in the draft? Now, with Clay, Clay going down, so yes, it definitely was before the draft. Uh, but still, you know, they, they everything was clicking, though, right? But Right before the clay injury, they got the number two overall pick. They seemingly were going to get for what they wanted with that pick. Everyone was healthy. Uh, you know, it was looking good for the Warriors. And bam, we find out clay uh, is going to be missing consecutive seasons due to a torn. Achilles, like I said, just awful for Clay and the Golden State Warriors. Everyone saying as well, and including me before the before the Clay injury, you know the Warriors are back. The Warriors are going to be the team to beat next year. Uh, but now their second player goes down, uh, you know, for the second consecutive season, and now everyone is saying everyone's abandoning that that bandwagon and saying, uh, you know, you know the dynasty is over. They're never going to win at a high level again. Yeah, they're going to win some games. Sure it's Steph Curry, but they're never going to win a championship again with this core group of guys. I have something to say about that, but that is that is what everyone is saying right now, right? The, the second player, the second best player goes down. Clay goes down. I know he he is a huge part. Uh, that is not what I you know what I want to get at here. Clay, like I said earlier, one of my top three, top two favorite, I'd say top three favorite players in the NBA uh, for me. And uh, I think, like I said, just terrible for him to go down. He's a huge piece uh, and also an undervalued piece uh, for the Warriors. I think his value has definitely been underappreciated over, over their dynasty run over, over the last five years. Uh, but I am here to say, despite Klay Thompson going down, this is still a good basketball team, and the dynasty is not 
over, sure. Maybe this year they're not going to be necessarily competing for a championship. The Lakers, with all the moves they've been making and stuff, yeah, the, clearly, you know, the, the Nets now as well, clearly they're, they're better teams out there that, that should win the title. Yes, I'm not here preaching that, that they can still win the title this year. No. Uh, but they still have two-time MVP Steph Curry, okay? They still have Steph Curry, who who has now, after five straight years of making the NBA Finals, he just got a, an entire season of rest. I'm excited to see what he, he can come back and do. I'm expecting a possible third MVP caliber-like season for Steph next year. That's that's going to be what the, what the uh, Warriors need. I, I did think Luka. I still am thinking it's going to be between Luka or Steph next year. Those are my two guys I'm riding with as of now. Tough for me to, to you know decipher between those two guys. I'm thinking Steph now because of you know Clay going down, but you know Luca, I think he's gonna have a, a phenomenal year next year. And he's on he's on everybody's radar now. Uh, so I think he's gonna have a, a, a like a, have a uh, an all-star year, an all NBA year. Uh, also will probably make all in first team all NBA like he did this year. Uh, but I'm, I'm predicting him to be higher in the MVP status conversation. Uh, so he was my my, my uh, pick before the Clay injury. But again, without Clay, Steph's workload is going to be very very high, higher than ever. Uh, higher than ever. I'm sorry, and I have nothing but confidence in him to lead uh, and honestly go on a tear this season. And again, that's exactly what the Warriors are, are going to need him to do. He can maybe average around 30-ish points, six or seven assists for him. Can he do the 50-40-90 season? We'll see. That would be very impressive, but... Uh, you know, with his over with his workload, we'll see if, if the volume of the shots that he's going to have to be taking will affect his percentage. Uh, it would be absolutely great if he was able to get the 40, 50, 40, 90 next year. But if he isn't, we understand why. It's because of the workload, because of the volume he's probably going to have to do. Uh, but also, don't act like he's going to have a bunch of scrubs playing around him. Like I said, this is still a good basketball team that they have in Golden State. Uh, you know, don't forget about Draymond Green. Yes, yes, he has regressed over the last two years. There's no doubt about that. He lost a little bit of that first step, a little bit of that motor that makes Draymond great. Sure, he's lost a little bit of that, which is concerning. No doubt whatsoever that is concerning. But, um, you know, he, he's still very capable of going out there and averaging 10 or over 10 points per game, 10, 11, 12 points. You, again, you want more from the contract you're getting from him, but you're getting a lot from him off of the court, leadership-wise, on the court, leadership-wise. And then he's still going to go out there and average 6, 7 assists, 6, 7 rebounds per game. So he's he's going to go out there, you know, 7, 8 rebounds per game even, so in 7, 8 assists. So he's, he's going to go out there and get you maybe around 10 points, around 7, 8 assists, 7, 8 rebounds. And that is exactly what the Warriors need. That it is very, uh, very valuable. Again, not necessarily going to be getting the, the same guy back in 2015 who, who arguably people were saying was, was the most important factor of the Warriors run so uh, you're not going to get that guy back by any means but uh, you know he, he definitely has has heard all of the noise has heard all the talk about him Draymond has has said it himself uh, I think his conditioning needs to be a little bit better again lost a little bit of his first step a little bit of his motor I think that comes a little bit back to his conditioning uh, so he needs to be in the best tip top of shape as he gets older and older. 
Uh, let's see if he can get a little bit of that step back. Uh, and so Draymond Green, I, again, a 12, 7, and 7 capable guy on every night. Leadership on and off the court. Also defensive-wise, a versatile defender, though we know he's lost a step there. We'll see. Also a big year for Draymond. Uh, you know, Draymond overall, you know, do, do you keep him? Do you trade him? Big year for Draymond. But also another guy playing alongside Steph, Andrew Wiggins. Yes, there's no doubt in my mind he is everyone's mind. He is an overpaid player. He's not worthy necessarily of the contract that Minnesota gave him. Uh, but still, he, he's a 20-point-a-night scorer. And over the last four or five years in the NBA, he's a 20-point-a-night guy. Okay, that, that's that's not necessarily something that's easy to do. He's a 20-point-a-night guy with defensive potential. As soon as he was uh, traded to Golden State, we saw all of his defensive stats raise uh, slightly, but still raise uh, over one per, uh, steal per game, over a block per game. As soon as he traded or was traded to Golden State, they told him right away, you know, defense hasn't necessarily been a big part of your game. It needs to be here. And it's going to be a bigger part of his game. He was told so. So expect uh, defensive, uh, better defensive play from Andrew Wiggins. Again, I think he does have defensive potential. Also a 20-point-a-night score. We'll see if he can boost 20 up to 22, 23 per night. The Warriors are going to need that. Uh, also, like I said, they got who they wanted with the number two overall pick. I was hoping for a trade. However, we see them hold on onto it and they draft James Wiseman. So they got who they wanted in the, in the draft in James Wiseman. Uh, you know, he, in, in, coming out of high school, I was doing my research. Coming out of high school, if you guys are, are, are familiar with him, he was the best player coming out uh, in his high school class. Also, easily the best center in, in this year's draft class. He's a, you know he's over seven feet tall. He's a rim protect rim protector, uh, and apparently the Warriors are saying he is saying himself that he is developing an outside jump shot. He compares himself to Kevin Kevin Garnett in the way he likes to play. That that is an intriguing. Uh, thing to hear if you're if you're Golden State he, he like he wants to play like a Kevin Garnett gritty uh, tough player uh, lots of blocks and you know very good defense can knock down a jumper as well when he needs to so that is exactly what you want to hear uh, and again they, they have high hopes for him seemingly they get they said they got exactly who they wanted as soon as I got that number two pick the guy number one on their board so he's gonna have to uh, develop a little bit sooner rather than later especially with the whole Clay Thompson injury but with him going to, 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 to Golden State, this is a win now Golden uh, win now situation. Either way, so either way, he, his uh, his his development was going to have to be increased. The the, the timeline was going to be shortened no matter what, uh, because again, it's a win now situation in Golden State. So uh, no matter what, even even more now. So though, uh, he's going to have to get better uh, sooner rather than later. Also, a guy they just traded for a guy. I I'm pretty. Uh, you know, a pretty big fan of. I'm a, I'm a fan of his play for sure, and Kelly Oubre Jr. for sure. Uh, he did have a larger role uh, these past two seasons in Phoenix, and we saw positive play. We saw good things uh, coming from his larger role in Phoenix. 17 points and 5 rebounds. Then the next year, this past year, 18 points and 6 rebounds. And both years, he averaged over a steal and a half per game. So a two-way capable player here with def defensive potential, no doubt. Just has to you know put in the work on the defensive end. You know, he's very long. 
Uh, and what, oh, six foot eight, six foot nine. I, I think Kelly Oubre is six foot seven to six foot nine. He is around that range, so he, he's long. Uh, has defensive potential, can score 18, uh, 17, 18 points per night. And the Warriors got him for for a protected first round pick. Yes, they are getting a huge blow to their salary cap. They're going to have to pay like eighty something million because the trade is going over the tax limit or something like that. Um, but still, uh, you know, I think this the trade. They even said, you know, we, we think it's worth it. We think he's a good player. Going to come in, and give us hopefully 17 to 18 points per night, and you know, hopefully around a steal per night, knock down some outside jump shots. So, Kelly Oubre Jr., who they just traded for, I like the addition so much, are, are, are pretty much uh, pretty much a, a pretty good uh, addition, a pretty good uh, replacement for Clay Thompson, who's going to be missing the next year. Again, how good can, can you replace a guy like Clay? Again, a top 10 player when he's healthy in this league, but. So, so disappointing that he's hurt. But Kelly Oubre Jr., a very good replacement for Clay. Also, last year, he made the first team all-rookie uh, guy that he drafted, I think, from Villanova. Eric Pascal, 14 points, four and a half rebounds he averaged last year. you, you got to be hoping for a gradual increase in Pascal's play. If you're the Warriors, and like, like I said, 14 and four last year, almost shot 50% from the floor. Good numbers from a rookie. Uh, he definitely had an increased role last year due to Steph's injury, uh, due to Clay's injury, obviously. So he had a larger role last year. Played very well. Was one of the leaders on the role. Seemingly, you know, a, a natural leader, somewhat. Seemingly, also fit right in. Kind of an, an undersized big, somewhat. So uh, I like his game. Can spread the floor. Put the put the ball on the floor as well. So Eric Pasley, you simply. Got to be hoping for a gradual increase in play. They also just added guys like Brad Wanamaker, uh, you know, to back up Steph Curry. Uh, he, he can ba- he can knock down. I'm, sh- I'm sorry, you know, he will be the backup to Steph Curry, but he can knock down an open three point shot, an open mid range shot. Uh, he, he's he's an oversized guard, so he, he's definitely got defensive versatility as well. Uh, not necessarily a great player, a very good, you know, a, a very good player, but still a good player, a pretty good player, a good in his role uh, as the, as the backup point guard and uh, can knock down an open ju- jump shot and like I said has defensive uh, versatility also they just added a guy like Kent Bazemore who I like a whole lot of coming back to the Warriors. He has a good relationship with Steph. Uh, can knock down an open jump shot, kind of create for himself at times. So uh, I liked all, all the additions by Golden State overall. Uh, yes, clearly though, clearly they aren't as good as if they had a healthy Clay Thompson. Because if they were healthy, if you guys have been listening to me, you know I was pretty high on the Golden State Warriors coming into this season, all 100% healthy, and I, I I thought they were one one of the favorites to win the title next year. That's how high was with, with Clay Thompson being healthy, this whole group being together. So uh, that's how high I am on I, I am on this roster. If healthy, I think the title is is kind of the ceiling for that for that healthy roster. Now, obviously, you know you know championship hopes pretty much disappear without him. Uh, you know, especially like I said, with all the moves that Los Angeles has been making, but they will be a playoff team next year. I am 100% certain about that. Barring any any major injuries to any more players they will be a playoff team next year they, you know as far as postseason success that really depends more on the matchups if they match up to a team uh like like utah maybe like portland uh, Memphis even. I don't know how that's even be possible, but still, if they match up with teams like that, I think they have they have a good shot at getting out of the first round, getting out of the second round, uh, but if they end up matching up against against a team like uh, both of uh, both of the uh, Los Angeles teams, you know, that, 
that's going to be tougher for them. Denver's going to be a little bit tougher for them. So uh, it really depends on matchups in the postseason. Uh, but I have nothing but faith in them to make the playoffs, make the postseason. And honestly, I'm still going with Golden State over teams, like I said, like the Jazz, like Portland, uh, like Memphis, like OKC, obviously, like like, like even, even Phoenix until they prove otherwise. I love the addition of Chris Paul. I think that is huge for them, and they're also going to be a playoff team next year. Uh, but until I see it, I'm still going going with, with Steph Curry and, and the Warriors over uh, the young team in Phoenix. So I'm, I'm taking the Warriors over one, two, three, four, five, five other teams in the Western Conference that were playoff teams and could be playoff teams. So uh, Golden State still going to make the playoffs next year. Postseason success depends on matchups. And I, I really don't think the value with everyone saying, you know, the dynasty is over and everything like that. I think we're saying that, you know, far too early. Let's see what Steph Curry can do next year. And let's see what these players can do as a group together. Steph is a phenomenal leader. Uh, he's a two-time MVP. Again, I'm guessing for him to come back and have a third MVP caliber season next year. I'm hoping he can do that. Golden State's hoping he can do that. And he said he wants to come back and prove everyone wrong. Uh, so I think Steph wants to do that himself. Uh, Got to average you know, uh, but still, for, for to put some faith in, in you guys as far as Steph Curry goes, with, with a healthy Kevin Durant, with a healthy Clay Thompson on the roster, he still managed to, to average over 25, 26 points per game. You know, with, with those two guys taking shots away, now he's going to be the head guy. If he wasn't already, he's going to be the, the focal point even more so for the Golden State Warriors. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. We heard we heard Steve Kerr say at the beginning of the year last year when when uh, Clay first got. Got hurt. You know, we're not going to be Houston and James Harden. Just use Steph all the time and just say, Steph, go do everything, go do everything, go do everything. No, we're still going to move the ball. So Steph won't be necessarily having all the ball, you know, ball usage, uh, you know, that James necessarily did when he was by himself in Houston. But they, they will continue uh, to to be moving the ball. But again, Steph, in my in my opinion, is looking like a preseason favorite for the MVP award. He's going to have to play that way for Golden State to make the post season you know since there aren't and since again you know wrapping up this topic since there aren't really championship aspirations anymore there are obviously they're not going to not want to champ not want to win anymore or not hope to win uh, but since the, the, those hopes have severely gone down you know there are other things to accomplish over this next season now uh, the Warriors now, where they have two very young players, a few young players, but two very young players in Eric Paschal and in James Wiseman. So over this next season, you really want to develop those two guys, bring them bring them along, see if they can be big pieces of the rotation and championship runs. So uh, really big for these two guys. Can they step up and be, and be big pieces for the Golden State Warriors? So you want to develop Wiseman and Paschal, also Wiggins. Uh, but still, uh, you know, they all, like, like I said, speaking of Wiggins, they just trade for a guy like Kelly Oubre Jr., similar, a similar player to, to a guy like Andrew Wiggins. So uh, both players will, will, will somewhat need a contract somewhat soon. Uh, Oubre will after this next season. So they also kind of have to decide who do you like uh, more, Kelly Oubre Jr. Or, or Andrew Wiggins, or mainly for Kelly Oubre Jr. since he's on a one-year deal. It's like, do you fit here with this roster? Do you fit with Steph Curry with this locker room? And same thing with Andrew Wiggins. So it's a, it's a big year, a testing year for Andrew Wiggins and for Kelly Oubre Jr. And then, like I said earlier, as far as Draymond Green goes, uh, a guy who has clearly been regressing, you got to be looking at a guy like Draymond Green and say, hey, can you get your step back? 
We know you've you've lost a little bit of it, but can you get it back? Can you hop right back in here and average 12, 13 points per game, 7, 8 rebounds, 7, 8 assists? That is what we need from you. That is what we expect from you at this point. Also, come back and show us what you can do on the, on the defensive end. And if you continue to see regression from Draymond Green, the Warriors have got to start thinking about moving him and getting something else. And maybe that's the, the whole reason why they drafted James Wiseman, because just in case you know Draymond does, does not pan out over the next couple of years. They have another big they can use down low. So uh, we'll see a testing year for Draymond. You know, you got to look at Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. Uh, also develop Wiseman and Pascal. And then you got to look at uh, Steph Curry and say, hey, man, you got to lead. And Steph's got to go out there and have a potential third MVP caliber season. That's what I'm looking for. And again, in my opinion, we keep hearing dynasties over, dynasties over. In my opinion, it's too early to say that the dynasty is not over. Okay, all, all those people are so early, early, early to say, hey, the dynasty's over. Hey, I'm early to say, hey, the dynasty is not over. I'd rather bet that Golden State does win a title with these guys uh, and over the next few years rather than they don't. Uh, so dynasty, in my opinion, is not over. We'll see though, you know, we'll see. They're also trying to get the $9.5 million exception to, to add some players because of Clay's injury. Uh, rumored to me maybe making a trade for JJ Redick. Uh, Boogie Cousins went to the Rockets, so that's not, that's, you know, a pipe dream now. He went to the Rockets, but uh, we'll see what other moves are coming for the Warriors. But as of now, they're a playoff team. Dynasty is not over for Golden State. I want to take a quick break, guys, when I come back discussing the Los Angeles Lakers and then looking at uh, this year's NBA free agency as a whole don't go in, go uh, don't go anywhere i'm going to be right back All right, guys, welcome back. Like I said before the break, uh, l- let's start out talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, and we'll transition uh, to talk about the NBA's free agency you know, as a whole. Uh, but like I said, the champs have been staying busy. L.A. has been making moves. We knew this team needed to make tweaks you know, here and there if they wanted to be, uh, you know, go, go back to back. If they wanted, wanted to be a championship roster, once again, obviously, they're going to go as far as LeBron James. James and Anthony Davis takes them. You know, all, all things considering Anthony Davis is going to re-sign. Uh, so they're going to go as far as those two guys take them. But, you know, the, the supporting cast, as we've been finding out, you know, is as important as ever. So uh, this this Laker team, like I said, uh, as soon as they won the title, if they want to go back-to-back, they need to make some moves, need to make some tweaks. We've seen it, you know, in the prior years, a team that has won a championship, teams that have improved and have uh, adjusted have done well and we've seen them go back to back and have success in the future but you know teams like uh, the Boston Celtics is a perfect example they win with KG Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and that's about the best they can get the one championship and that's all they can get though they they should have had more they only get one so uh, that kind of is, is the situation LA is not in that boat whatsoever, in my opinion. You know, they go out after the Dennis Schroeder trade. I was like, man, this team is ready to go back to back after that one move that they made. And they've made a series of moves moves after that. But still, the Dennis Schroeder made, uh, move is huge for LA. Uh, love that for them. I discussed that on last week's podcast already, but still huge for them. But but now but now they go out there and get the sixth man of the year. I thought Dennis Schroeder was, was deserving of that. It 
award, but still, now they got both of the guys who were who were in consideration for it. Uh, they go out and get Montrez Harrell, uh, seemingly stealing them from the Clippers. But now, you know, uh, stories are coming out saying the Clippers didn't want him in the first place. We're eyeing a guy like Serge Ibaka the whole time instead of a guy like like Montrez Harrell. I I don't know. We'll see. I bet they somewhat would have taken him back, but stories are coming out now that uh, they never really had plans to re-sign Montrez Hill whatsoever. But in my opinion, no one could have predicted Montrez Hill to leave the Clippers and go, you know, not, not not somewhere and get like a max contract somewhere else. No, he goes and signs for only like $9 million per year for, for a two-year contract with, with the team he's been beefing with over the last year, the, the Los Angeles Lakers. Absolutely insane. Who could have seen that coming? No one predicted that. Totally unexpected. Uh, he is signed, though. You know, he he is a, 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 a uh, I don't say an agent or a client, I should say, uh, of Clutch Sports, uh, which is obviously LeBron James is is a big part of that company. So uh, it does kind of make sense. But man, who who saw that coming? I can say next to nobody saw that coming. A big move for the Lakers, somewhat stealing the Sixth Man of the Year in Montrez Harrell. Also, like I said, the trade uh, for the guy I thought deserving of the year of the award last year, uh, Dennis Schroeder. So they go get both of those guys. Fantastic moves by Rob Palenka and the Lakers. They also go out there and sign a center I think is phenomenal. Uh, I I think he's a very good center in today's NBA. Mark Gasol to a two-year deal. Uh, you know he can he can spread the floor, knock down an open knock down an open three-point shot. He can be a post presence, a, a defensive anchor at times, a former defensive player of the year. So, uh, not that player by any means anymore, but still, uh, you see flashes of it, but definitely. And uh, he, he can be a post, uh, a, a post presence, a post, uh, a shot blocking threat, I should say. That's probably the best thing to say, a shot blocking threat. And then he can also go out there and help guard a guy like Jokic, go help guard uh, maybe a guy like Embiid, possibly, and give give Anthony Davis a little bit of rest. You know, so so uh, I like that a whole lot. And then as, as far as Montrez Harrell go uh, goes, he's going to be able to go out there and score on the undersized uh, forward that is probably going to be guarding him. So I like both the moves to add both the big men in Harrell and Marcus Saul Wesley Matthews as well, a known three point sniper in in today's NBA uh, has never. I, I thought I saw this stat the other day. He has never shot below thirty six percent from the three-point line. Uh, he, he's also made you know big shots, uh, three-point shots in the postseason. Uh, Lakers get another veteran three and, and D guy uh, a whole lot cheaper than Danny Green and probably better than Danny Green as of right now in, in their careers. So uh, Lakers continue to get better. They haven't just added guys. Yes, uh, they have also lost players. They aren't just adding all these players to, to the roster they had last year. No, they've lost players uh, uh, like like Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, uh, Avery Bradley, all those players walked. Obviously, Rondo to the Hawks, Dwight to the Sixers. I think McGee was traded to the Cavs. We'll see if he goes elsewhere. Uh, Avery Bradley goes to Miami. I think, that, I think that's a very good move for Miami, but uh, they had these players walk, but in my opinion, you know, for who they replaced them by, so yes, Rondo, Dwight, McGee, and Bradley left, 
but they were replaced by Montrez Harrell, Wesley Matthews, Marcus Allen, Dennis Schroeder. So you tell me what players you'd rather have, Dennis Schroeder or Rajon Rondo, Marcus Saul or Dwight Howard, Wesley Matthews or Everly Bradley, Montrez Harrell or JaVale McGee. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably taking the second list of players that I said. We'll see how far you get with the first list. Uh, but still, uh, I think they upgrade, upgraded at basically every position. I think they will miss Averly Bradley on the perimeter defensive-wise. He can knock down you know, an open three-point shot as well. But they proved over this last you know bubble season, I should say, that they don't need Averly Bradley to win a championship. You know, There were doubts. People were saying, oh, Averly Bradley's opting out. They're not going to be able to win a championship. I was one of the few guys, yes, one of the few guys to say, hey, this isn't that big a deal. Yes, yes, it is a, you know, a deal, a topic. It is going to affect LA, but they're still going to win the championship with or without Averly Bradley. Um, so I was one of the guys that said that. I'm still saying that. And uh, yes, they will miss him, but not uh, to that large of a degree. Uh, you know, We'll miss you. Good luck. Good luck where you're going. If we see you in the finals uh, with Miami again, we'll we'll have to wipe you off the floor. So. Uh, I think they, they, I think they upgraded at basically every, uh, every position, and uh, like, like I said, they just won. They just won the championship last year, uh, or so this this past year. They are they are the reigning champions, and they've upgraded upgraded at basically every position. Like I said, so what does this mean for for the Los Angeles Lakers? Uh, not sure, but I'm pretty sure, in my opinion, they're they're overall they are the favorites to win the title right now with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Montrez, and Schroeder. Coming off the bench, Marcus Saul as well, Wesley Matthews. This is a loaded roster. This is a deep roster, I should say. And uh, I don't think there's really too many teams standing in their way. You know, maybe maybe Philadelphia is close as far as talent goes. Philadelphia is kind of deep. They're a very good team. Uh, adding Seth Curry, getting rid of Al Horford as well. So I like the moves Philly has made. They still have Embiid, uh, Tobias Harris, uh, Simmons as well. Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, a very capable team, but when I even when I go through a team like the Nets, even when I look at their lineup in comparison to a team like the Lakers uh, lineup, it's really close in my opinion. I actually might even give, I probably give the edge to the Lakers now, especially now after all these moves. So let me, let me list both these lineups and you tell me in your opinion, okay, what you think is better. There's Kyrie, uh, Karis LeVert, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, and then DeAndre Jordan or or Jared Allen. Okay, so those guys, and then uh, Spencer Dinwiddie coming off the bench. So uh, Kyrie, LeVert, KD, uh, Harris, Jordan or Allen, and then Spencer Dinwiddie, and then or, or okay or for the for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron, KCP, Wesley Matthews, AD, Gasol, and then Schroeder. And Montrez Harrell coming off of their bench. I'm taking the Lakers. Again, LeBron, KCP, Matthews, Anthony Davis, uh, Marcus Saul, Dennis Schroeder, and Montrez Harrell against Kyrie, Levert, KD, Harris, Jordan, Allen, and Dinwiddie. I'm going with the Lakers. I think I think Rob Palinka deserves a ton of credit for putting this roster together. Didn't really get a lot of credit for last year's group that won, won the title. 
So hopefully after making all of these moves, you know, this is undoubtedly a, a great roster that he that he has put together. So I think he will now start to get the credit, uh, you know, because it seeming, seemingly seems like uh, all of these pieces are going to fit great with LeBron, with Anthony Davis. It's going to take a load off of LeBron with, with Schroeder coming in. Uh, you know, somewhat, could could somewhat lead uh, the second unit in scoring as well. And then Montrezl Harrell can come in and, and fill in Anthony Davis's role when he comes to the bench. So I think that is absolutely fantastic. And then when the, when they decide to put all those players together in a lineup, that's going to be even better for Los Angeles. So uh, they got they got even better. Again, no one thought that the the, the uh, Montrezl Harrell sorry the Montrez Harrell signing was basically going to be even possible. And we were wrong. You know, we, we see him leaving the Clippers for the Lakers. Uh, very unexpected. I think Los Angeles is building a great team. Anthony Davis still has yet to re-sign. Uh, it says to be it'll be after Thanksgiving. Until he, he until he does officially re-sign, talks about he's waiting to see what Giannis does to maybe re-sign him. I don't really talk. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not gonna buy into that right now. Uh, but still, Anthony Davis is, is will be a Los Angeles Laker, I think, for at least the next two or more years. The next two or more years. You know, they, they still have Kyle Kuzma as well. You know, a big question mark because in my opinion, Kuzma is now like the tenth, eleventh guy on this roster. Doesn't really have a spot on the roster or barely has a spot on the roster in my opinion so I think it's a question now where will Kyle Kuzma end up and what can the Lakers get in return for the guy for, for which some people think he has some high potential so uh, where will Kyle Kuzma end up and what would the Lakers get in return also with all the pieces you know Montrezl Harrell, Marcus Saul, Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, Contavious Cobble-Pope Anthony Davis, is this the deepest team LeBron has ever been on? Honestly, he's had other stars, but usually it's been a pretty top-heavy roster. Now he's got his star, Anthony Davis, and then he's got two six-men of the year. He's got Marcus a veteran, Wesley Matthews, a veteran, KCP, a veteran. So he's got a lot of players. I think LeBron is getting in his way, in a way, his Jordan Bulls, right? Jordan had all the pieces around him he needed to win. LeBron seemingly is getting all the pieces around him that he needs to win. Also, notice Harold Gasol, all these guys signed basically two-year deals. LeBron right now is at four championships. If he wins another two, just he goes back as he three-peats now. All these guys stays for stay for another two years. They three-peat, which I think is very capable even right now. I think they're, they're the favorites for, for the title this year to go back-to-back. Uh, so all these guys are, are, are signed for another two years. So LeBron's chances, I think, in my opinion, are getting better and, and better uh, when you're when you're talking about him getting six rings. I think his chances are getting better and better. These guys are all signed for at least two years now. Uh, obviously, some small additions here and there uh, might be needed, but overall, I think this roster is set for the next couple of years if they can keep this this roster together. And like I said, LeBron's chances of six six rings getting better, better. And better again with all these with all these additions. Do you guys agree with me? Does this make LA the prohibited favorite? What else is left for the Lakers to do in this year's free agency? If anything, let me know. What you guys think in the comment section below. Let's now you know transition discuss the NBA's free agency. You know, real quick at the end of today's podcast, we have seen so much happen. You know, in, in this year's free agency since Friday, players like Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, 
Fred Van Fleet, young guys have all signed uh, and extended long term on their team. Some getting the, the biggest contracts of their career so far. So you'll love to see that. Uh, however, I think in my opinion, more players have been on the move in comparison to the players that have stayed put. You know, a player like Gordon Hayward is the guy that comes to mind right off the bat, leaves Boston, even though he had that biz, uh, big contract. He goes and gets a bigger contract in Charlotte, uh, signs with a four-year, $140 million deal, I believe. He's going to be, you know, one, one of the best player, the best player right away on Charlotte, going to be helping out uh, LaMelo Ball, getting him some more assists. So, I like the move for Charlotte. They're getting more relevant, more relevant as far as like making the playoffs. I think they're getting closer and closer to making the playoffs. I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs next year right away, but the the Gordon Hayward signing, uh, you know, the drafting of of Lamelo Ball, uh, they're getting closer and closer. They're they're getting better and better. I really like the move for Charlotte to get a guy like Gordon Hayward to put alongside their young uh, guard in Lamelo Ball. Also, you know, Bogdan Bog, uh, Bogdanovich. I believe it, how you say his name. We thought he was going to Milwaukee. However, now signs with Atlanta. The Kings will not, uh, uh, you know, will not sign, uh, will, will not match. I'm sorry. The the, the offer he got from Atlanta, uh, Bob Donovich is going to Atlanta. The Hawks have been making moves. They just got a shooter in Bob Donovich. They, they have uh, a bona fide score in, in, in Danilo Gallinari, a 20 point a night guy, a very good defender as well. Good uh, Gallinari as well, since, since I'm talking about him. Gallinari over the past years, who just who just signed with with the Hawks uh, for a three year deal, uh, a twenty nine a twenty nine uh, a score twenty nine uh, twenty points per night score, a very capable defender. The last two teams he's been on have both overachieved. One one the Los Angeles Clippers, one the Oklahoma City Thunder. Both of those teams have overachieved, and he was big part. He was a big part of both of those teams. Okay, so uh, hopefully he can do the exact same the exact same thing for Atlanta. Atlanta now. Pushing for for the playoffs now, you know now bigger rather than or, or now more than ever I should say, and uh, at adding Golinari, adding Bobdanovich. Big moves for them. They just got Clint Capella at last year's trade trading deadline. DeAndre Hunter, uh, Cam Reddish. They, they have players in Atlanta now. So expect them to make the postseason next year. I am predicting for Atlanta to make the postseason next year. Like all the moves they've made so far. Joe Harris, uh, the, the, the three-point champion, I think this year or a couple of years ago, uh, will be staying in Brooklyn on a four-year $75 million deal. So I love that for my Virginia guy signing the long-term deal. Also love that for the Nets are getting a knockdown, uh, three-point sniper long-term. Love that for Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn as well. Uh, also, also, like I said, the Heat, the Heat that, that just made just made the um, uh, NBA Finals. They they have been busy, not not too busy. They still need a little bit more, but they are re-signing. Uh, not bothered by Dragic's injury in the finals, they are re-signing Dragic to a, another two-year deal. Also, that they, they are somewhat stealing away Averly Bradley from from the Lakers, uh, signing him to a two-year deal as well. Uh, Bradley will be a great fit in Miami, a two-way. Play player can knock down an open jump shot so a great fit in Miami however for them to get over the hump the heat uh, I, I still think they need a little bit more they did just extend uh, Bam out of Bayou and thus basically ruining ruining their chances at signing Giannis in next year's free agency uh, as far as cap goes and stuff so I, I don't like that decision I, I understand them wanting wanting to give Bam the long-term security but still that is basically blowing your chances 
at getting a back-to-back MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. So I don't agree with that unless they just think he's going to you know, stay with the Milwaukee no matter what. Then we might as well just extend Bam right now. Overall, though, uh, we've seen a lot this year. Miami got better. Uh, the Hawks got a lot better. The The Hornets got a lot better. The Lakers got a lot better. The Clippers, uh, they, they signed Serge Ibaka in a two-year deal. I think that's a great fit for the Clippers as well. Uh, you know, they get a player who can knock down an open three-point shot, uh, be a very good defensive player for them. He's played in, in one with Kawhi Leonard before. However, I still think the Lakers have the have the uh, advantage over the Clippers as far as the best uh as far as a better roster goes, I still give the edge to the Lakers over the Clippers. Another team that got that got you know a lot better in my opinion, the the uh, Portland uh, Trail Blazers. They the Blazers they've been making moves. They they re-signed Carmelo Anthony. Okay, he was a big part uh, for them scoring on the wing this year. So they re-signed Carmelo Anthony. They signed Derek Jones Jr., young up and coming. You know, not too high potential, but a decently young uh, player in Derek Jones Jr. They re-signed Rodney Hood though. He's had injury uh, injury issues. They re-signed Rodney Hood. Also signed Harry Giles to uh, to a, to a deal. A very young player. They signed to a minimum deal. They trade for Robert Covington. Covington, a great fit, uh, giving them defense on on the perimeter, defense in the post as well. Can knock down a three point shot. So uh, Covington, a great fit. I think Portland. All the moves that they made will translate next year, and they'll be an even better team next year. Boston, uh, the Boston Celtics. Yes, they did lose Gordon Hayward. I've talked to a couple people who or Celtics fan. They said maybe that's going to be an addition by subtraction. We will see. Uh, they also signed Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague. Uh, however, for, for Boston, it's going to be how big or how far can that big three take in Tatum, Brown, and Walker. I like the moves but to get Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague for the Celtics. Other notable moves, you know, Dwight Howard obviously going to Philadelphia. DJ Augustine going to Milwaukee. I like that for Milwaukee for you know a veteran point guard role. Jay Crowder goes to the Suns in the 3 and. D role. I like that a lot for the Suns. Aaron Baines goes to, to uh, Toronto to try and replace Ibaka and Gasol. We'll see how that works out. Jeremy Grant slips through Denver's fingers, goes and gets uh, a nice contract from Detroit. Uh, Christian Wood goes to Houston. Uh, like I said, Brandon Ingram extends with, with the Pelicans. We've seen so much Fred Van Fleet as well. We have seen so much. We're basically just waiting on a guy in Anthony Davis to make his decision. But especially with all the moves that the Lakers have been uh, have been making, it's a foregone conclusion. He will be a Laker for at least the next two years. So again, uh, a very notable NBA free agency. Uh, you got to feel for for the Golden State Warriors and especially Clay Thompson, who will be missing his consecutive you know back to back seasons. Uh, terrible for them. However, in my opinion, like I said earlier, earlier, the dynasty is not over for the Warriors, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, that's going to be it for dudes talking sports. Uh, go check us out on Facebook. Go go like the page. Go follow the page. Go leave us a comment or review, please, on whatever. Uh, uh, platform you're listening on. Leave, leave us a voice uh, comment or review on Anchor as well. So again, thank you all for your continued support. So much has been happening in the world of basketball. We're getting closer and closer to the start of the regular season. Training camps are going to be kicking off uh, in a week or so. Preseason is going to be uh, around December 11th, December 12th, and the start of the season will be December 22nd. So we're less than a month away now, guys, to the, uh, no, of the start of the NBA season. I cannot wait wait. Uh, as we're getting closer and closer, more stories will be coming out. I'll make sure to keep you guys as updated as I am. Again, thank you all for the continued support. I'll see you all next Wednesday. Thanks for listening.